Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 187. I have a guest for you today. I'm dishing up a warrior. I have been doing a really cool little series, a warrior series uh, for the past couple of months. I've had about six or seven warriors on the podcast uh, and this was off the back of our Warrior Queen Challenge that we ran, well, it started in January and it ran for three months. So Nicole, she's my last warrior that I am going to speak to about Warrior Queen Challenge, about her training over the last 12 months. Uh, And actually today we talk a lot about her recovering from her shoulder surgery. So Nicole is an amazing hand balancer, amazing hand balancer. I'll actually pop her uh, Instagram, which I'm not sure actually is public. Uh, So I don't know if that will be very helpful for you to see this amazing hand balance queen, Uh, but she does show up on my gram a lot. She is phenomenal on her hands. It's beautiful to watch. But two years ago, she actually fell and tore her labrum and bicep tendon in her right shoulder. And just over a year ago, I think by the time we bring you this podcast episode, we're probably coming up on 18 months. Uh, She had surgery to repair the labrum and the bicep tendon. And so in today's episode, she shares her rehab journey over the past 12 to 18 months and how she went from not being able to even lift her arm or hold a barbell on her back or in her hands to squatting and deadlifting 90 kilos and getting back on her hands after two years. Nicole also shares some hot words of wisdom and advice for women who are struggling with an injury or their training. I asked all of my warriors at the end of our conversation to dish up some words of wisdom or advice and man, did they deliver. I had such a cool time talking to Nicole and an even cooler time helping her rehab her shoulder It's been a really cool experience and she is back on her hands. Uh, She's training hard. She's lifting heavy. And it's so awesome to see, you know, I, I've had many injuries. (laughs) I haven't had an extensive surgery like Nicole, but you know, when we've had surgery or we have an injury, it can really put us in the black hole and we can feel really stuck and really overwhelmed and it feels like it's going to take forever for us to be able to get back to doing what we love. And so I hope today's podcast episode gives you a little bit of inspiration and a little bit of hope if you are in the black hole and if you need help moving out of the black hole, I highly recommend that you come and check out Warrior School. 
Okay, Warrior Woman, enjoy this very cool conversation with one of my warriors, Nicole McGill. Welcome to the Warrior School podcast, the podcast for women who train. I believe following a plan that works with your body and has a timeline of years is the future of women's training. I also believe women can train hard. We just need to learn how to do it in a respectful way. So Warrior, this is your go-to show for practical information on training, nutrition, hormones, and performance. Myself and tons of experts will help you create a training strategy that works with your body and gets results. I am your teacher, Amy Bowe, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. Nicole, welcome to the Warrior School podcast. Thank you. Adding. Is this your first podcast episode? It is, definitely. <laughs> well, welcome. It's okay. I'm a pro, all right? So I'll, I'll lead you through it. Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, uh, making the time to share a little bit of your story, your training story. We're going to talk all about you and your training for the entire podcast episode. Yay. It's exciting. It's uh, been a good journey for, with you. Yeah. I thought let's actually start, like we just finished Warrior Queen, which was 12 weeks. It was pretty hardcore. It was challenging. Uh, there were a lot of really cool learnings for you, wins for you, but I want to just rewind a little bit because I think your backstory is important. I just want to talk a little bit about the surgery that you had and your journey uh, to where you are now. And part of that journey is Warrior Queen and looking at some of the things that at the start of that 12 weeks were quite challenging for you because of the shoulder surgery and then where, you know, you progress to over the 12 weeks. Does that sound cool? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. You go, you tell the story about your shoulder. <laughs> um, I suppose backstory, I um, grew up doing gymnastics. So I've always been active in a lot of different sports and in my adult life moved to hand balancing, which is what I love now as well. Um, but then in 20. 21 I think it was um yeah I, I just slipped when I was hiking and um subluxed my shoulder basically and um took a little while but then yeah realized that it was a tore the labrum and a couple other things so um it was decided that surgery was the best sort of way forward um and then with COVID the with COVID, um, yeah, it put everything on hold basically. So I couldn't get surgery for almost a year. Um, so luckily I was working with you during that time. So we were able to work around it, which was really cool. Um, and then I finally had the surgery and yeah, and then kept training, which was really nice and progressed it from there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, cause you did quite a good job on it. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's they had to go in and fix quite a few things in there. So it was a pretty, pretty decent surgery. Uh, just talk to me about, you know, Nicole is a, an amazing hand balancer. She's so beautiful on her hands. And talk to me about how that felt, like, you know, having the surgery and then that initial, I guess, first couple of months, um, what that was like. Yeah, it was, um, well, it was my first major injury, really. I was really lucky throughout the whole time I did gymnastics that I didn't really get many injuries at all. Um, So it was my first time dealing with it, (laughs) which was interesting. Um, Yeah, it was, yeah, I missed being upside down. I missed doing the things that I loved. But um, obviously with the idea of going into surgery was that I would be able to get it all back. So that's what I, my main goal was basically to work hard to do that. Um, the first few weeks were horrible after the surgery. It was definitely the black hole that you talk about. <laughs> um, and yeah, like it was often, why did I do this? Did I do the right thing kind of thing? But um, yeah, after that initial time, I was able to start moving again. And yeah, and that felt really good just to be able to work around it as well, not just focus on uh, what I couldn't do anymore, more focus on other things that I maybe haven't done a lot of or put to the side because I was on my hands. So, yeah. Yeah. The, the initial few weeks, like Nicole hardly slept. Uh, she couldn't no. get comfortable. So she just got out for walks when she could the sunshine. Uh, and then what we did was we just started to do a lot of lower body work uh, and we did a bit of work with her other arm. And so she, as soon as she, she was sleeping a bit better and she felt a little bit more human and wasn't in that really acute chronic pain stage uh, post-surgery, she got straight back into movement. And I think this is, this is kind of the piece that I really just want to talk about a little bit because you know, you couldn't use that arm for a really long time. She had to learn how to tie her hair up with one hand, <laughs> which she's got, as you'll probably see on the video, she's got beautiful long hair. And so <laughs> she had to learn how to basically navigate. She lives on her own, her like daily activities with one arm. And not only was she doing that, she was also training on top of that. So can you just talk a little bit about that? Maybe what went through your mind? Did you ever think that I don't want to do anything because I can't use my arm or I don't want to do anything because I can't hand balance? Or were you like, nope, Nicole, you're going to like keep training. You can do so much other stuff. Like what went on mentally there? Um, Yeah, I think I was really lucky. I went home back to Geelong with my parents to um, have the surgery, which was really lucky. So the first like month I was there basically, which helped be able to (laughs) someone cut my food and (laughs) tie my hair up and all those things um but then when I did come like back to Sydney and mum stayed for a little bit but then she went home and yeah I remember the first morning that I woke up I was like okay I'm gonna be like proactive here I just want to go for a nice walk outside enjoy the sunshine like get moving and I just I could not tie my hair up (laughs) and it took over an hour and it ended up in the biggest tantrum (laughs) (laughs) the biggest adult tantrum like tears swearing I was just like this is just the worst (laughs) I ended up just like 
I was considering like asking a neighbor or like someone on the street <laughs> to just tie my hair up for me because all I just wanted to do was go for a walk. Um, so it took a, <laughs> a while to figure that out, but after YouTubing a, several different ways of how to do it, <laughs> which they all looked really easy, but when you tried, were absolutely impossible. Um, but yeah, I ended up figuring it out after a while and I got a pro at it and yeah, it was nice. I just, it was a bit of that getting that independence back after sort of losing it for a little while, which when you're 31, it's a bit <laughs> strange to go home and then all of a sudden lose all your independence. Um, yeah, so it was hard at first, but I always wanted to, I, I just enjoy movement. So yeah, I knew I wanted to get up and moving and it made me feel better rather than just laying on the couch all day. Um, as much as I needed that at first, it, yeah, it felt so much better to move. Yeah. And I think if you come from that strong movement background and you know that it does make you feel good and it's so ingrained in like the body and the body's blueprint and nervous system that they, there is a drive, you know, that, okay, movement needs to be a part of it. Uh, I guess that it can just be hard sometimes when you lose the the practice that you do, like your thing or your specialty. Yeah. You're like, hey, I'm not upside down. What am I going to do now? <laughs> uh, can you talk a little bit about, so we did like, you know, she did lots of rehab. We're talking months and months and months. It's been, how long now has it been? It's been a year. Um, a year and a month. Yeah. So 13 months or so since the surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we started Warrior Queen three months ago. So in January, just yeah. talk a little bit about where you were at with it, like what you were working on um, in your training before we started Warrior Queen. And then some of the movements that we added in that where was, yeah, where was the shoulder at with them? Um, yeah. So I suppose the initial recovery process was very slow like I didn't do anything with that arm at all so we worked around it a lot did a lot of yeah lower body strength work which was really good and just single arm work um and then when I was able to use it more we started yeah introducing more and more of the exercises and then progressing them but at the start of warrior queen like I still wasn't able to like my physio still said stay away from deadlifts and holding things in that arm for the, the position it puts you in your shoulder in um and the particular, the squat, like just holding the bar on my back was still really uncomfortable. I couldn't hold it without pain on the back at all in that position. Um, and then, I mean, chin-ups was non-existent at the start. <laughs> um, so I was just working on building up just active um, assisted hang. And then, yeah, it was all just assisted. It wasn't, wasn't able to take my feet off. I couldn't even think about taking my feet off the bench in a hang position. Yeah. Yeah, so over the 12 weeks, do you want to just talk about uh, some of the progress that you and the body made, especially on those three key movements? Because those at the start, like you said, you you know, you have your bar on the back for the back squat and that right arm, like it just wasn't comfortable to hold it because what happens is that obviously it's pulling the shoulder back, but for those listening, you know, it puts you into a little bit of external rotation, which was still a bit limiting for you. So for you to just even hold the bar was hard at the start. Kind of talk us through, you know, the the progress that you made with the squat over the 12 weeks. 
Yeah, so I, I, I remember looking at the first video or so, I could, only my fingertips could touch the bar in that position. Um, and so we just worked on like some external rotation exercises and things to sort of open that up a little bit. And yeah, from the start, it was there and then gradually worked up to being more comfortable actually holding the bar, which was really good. And then adding, finally adding weight to it. And yeah, by the end, well, I had an initial goal of about 65 kilo once I actually started adding weight. Cause I was like, you know, that's a good point to maybe get to. And I remember, I think I got that weight maybe halfway through, um, which was really cool. Um, and then by the end, um, I squatted 90 kilos for, for the PB, which was awesome. A lot more than I ever thought I was going to get in that time. And then more than I'd actually ever squatted at all before, which was really cool. So cool. It's yeah. so cool. And I think what's really cool is that, so you squatted twice a week. So we got to like overload that position, I guess, a couple of times a week, along with a lot of accessory work. And it just goes to show that if we do it like, if we overload it in a, an intelligent, progressive way that we can actually remold the position and gain the position. Not only that, but then we can actually load a lot of a lot of weight onto yeah, you as way. well. Yeah, and it was and obviously keeping the form the whole time because I remember previously when I have squatted, I've done it to like a, a target or something and it's only been about half depths, but obviously the whole time we worked on full depth and full range, which was really good. And yeah, I, I truly did feel like I owned that movement by the end, which was really cool because it was full depth. It was a struggle. I remember we failed, like I failed one in our call. Um, but then after that, like it, it felt strong and yeah, exceeded what I thought I could do. Yeah, it was really cool. I got to be on the call with Nicole. So we got to do the session together, which was, which yeah. was, all, it's always so much fun when you can train uh yeah with with you and be there but then it's even cooler when we get to do like a PR session and it, it's helpful I think to have someone there just to cheer you on instead of being alone in the gym by yourself just like oh <laughs> yeah no, no one no one saw that or no one's there to support me or so that was really cool like from barely being able to hold the bar on your back to squatting 90 kilos like yeah very cool that's very cool. Uh, talk a little bit about the deadlift, like the hinging, because that for a long time, like you said, the physio, her recommendation for a really long time was not to have a lot of weight in that hand, anything that kind of pulled that shoulder down and distracted it away. Yeah. So I suppose the whole time of recovery, I was just doing single arm, single leg deadlifts basically for all of last year. Um, and so at the start of the challenge, I think I'd only really just sort of gotten clearance to start doing it with both hands. Um, so I was just, I think I did just a 10 kilo dumbbell basically with two hands and then, then the bar and then progressed from there. And I remember we did the RDL, which so the top down movement first and that first felt uncomfortable, just being held in that bottom position, feeling like it was pulling on my shoulder. Um, but yeah, as it went through it, it progressively got better and I felt more comfortable with it. And yeah, I did feel like I could trust my shoulder again, which was really cool. Um, and then, yeah, I ended up uh, sumo deadlift was 90 kilo. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. 
Uh, you've got beautiful proportions for for the sumo. Like you're biomechanically. I've never met Nicole in real life, but you know, you get really good at telling like their um you know, certain biomechanics and the way you set up for a position and you just, you've got beautiful biomechanics to set up to, for that sumo. So the sumo, yeah, is such a, a cool movement for you. Yeah. And it's cool. Cause I haven't really done much sumo work really, even at, before joining where I like the queen challenge. Um, yeah. I was, I'm more have done like conventional deadlifts, not sumo deadlifts. So yeah, it was really cool to, to work on something like that. Yeah. And then the last one, I guess this is kind of a, this is the big one. This is really huge. Like not being, barely being able to put your arm above your head. You know, definitely we weren't hanging. <laughs> we weren't hanging <laughs> no. on anything. No. Uh, talk about that to now, to then where you progressed um, and what you're working on now with your, with your pull-up work. Yeah. So the hanging was, yeah, I, I knew I wanted to get it back, but it was a really uncomfortable position to be in. So we worked on, um, just assisted hang so active hang first just keeping all the muscles activated rather than just relaxing into the position um and I eventually got yeah more and more confident with that and I was able to take my feet away from the bench for a little bit in active hang and then we um moved over to passive hang and worked on that and then worked on um just like changing between passive and active hang as well um and then I was able to get yeah I couldn't hold passive hang without my feet on something at the start and then I did 30 seconds unassisted active hang no unassisted passive hang it was at the end um which yeah is feeling so much better it's still got a fair way to go I reckon but um yeah it was a lot better and then yeah I didn't even contemplate being able to like participate in the chin-up side of the challenge at the start because because how far away it was um but then yeah once I was more confident and comfortable doing the hanging we did I have there's a chin-up machine at the gym that I go to so yeah we sorry we are yeah we explored that a little bit and yeah I was able to do um five reps with 16 kilo assistance very very cool Nicole I think I wanted to talk about it so much because for a lot of women they either like are in pain or have an injury or have a limitation and it can be really discouraging and feel really frustrating and and overwhelming and also it can be really scary you know something has happened and then you've lost trust with that part of the body to do a certain movement can you just talk a little bit about how you know, the confidence piece around that and like you building trust with the shoulder again and with doing certain movements, like how did that play out for you? Yeah, I I suppose because I didn't hurt it doing handstands or doing something that I was doing before, like it was a little bit easier in that respect because it wasn't like a movement I was scared of or something like that. Um, But it did take a while to actually actually trust that I my shoulder could like handle some things again um so I was always apprehensive to you know test it too much I suppose because I didn't want it to you know not keep progressing or like go backwards and yeah ruin all the the hard work I'd done on it um but yeah I just I just tried to trust the process I suppose and as much as it was really hard at the time I just I don't know, I just kept trying to focus on each week and 
seeing how it had progressed before that. Um, yeah. Yeah, like you had a physio. So Nicole worked really closely with a physio, especially at the start. She had a bunch of rehab exercises and then, you know, she had me as well, like on her team. It definitely helps if you have a really good team. You know, you have a physio or you have a coach, someone that can help lead you through, um, especially the initial stages and reintroduction reintroduction back into things I think that can be scary um and so that's probably one thing that you know I saw that was really helpful for you it's like okay I've got this physio I'm doing this particular like I've got a plan I've got a strategy and then we've got our plan and our program and then there was just a slow progression I think the other thing that I saw um and that was helpful and is helpful even for myself is that we just tested certain things you know we we took a conservative approach we tried things if it felt okay we're like yep okay like green light like how did it feel during the movement how did it feel after the session how did you sleep that night how did it feel the next day would you say that was a big part of you just like just trying to learn and figure out what it could tolerate and and how to dose it yeah, definitely. And yeah, I had the the guidance of my physio and yourself and then another friend who's in mobility. So that really helped just leaning on those other people that had been there before, had taken people through it. Um, and I think if I just, you know, just worked with my physio, I wouldn't have progressed as much as I have without your help as well, just working around the injury and then your expertise in certain, yeah, rehab movements as well and just working as much as we could to yeah, figure out what it could tolerate when when we could and then progressing those things was really invaluable, yeah. And you're back on your hands? I am, yes. I'm doing handstands again. <laughs> Talk a my little bit about was, that. Yeah, my, my initial goal was to handstand again before like the year mark was like, I should be able to do that. Like I really want to try and do that. But it ended up, I didn't even know when I started doing handstands again, but it was a few months before the year, which is really cool. Um, and there's definitely still a lot more to go. Like I, like this, the the push connection in the right side isn't there as much as it used to be or as much as the left side. So like there's definitely a lot more progress to be made, that's for sure. But it is nice to be upside down again. Yeah. And that is, you know, I just, it's so cool and I'm so proud of the work because it can be so hard at the start and it can feel like, and I know you've you said multiple times, you know, especially in those first six months, oh, it's taking a bit longer than I thought it would. Like it's really taking a long time, Amy. <laughs> but I feel like you got to this point around, you know, maybe seven, eight months and then it kind of just like it really took to a lot of the stuff and it's like, all right, okay, I'll get on board now and I'll do some things that you want me to do. And then, yeah, I feel like a few months ago, you just started to play and get back on your hands and test it out and it's responding really well. Yeah, it was definitely very slow at the start, a lot slower than I maybe anticipated or or hoped that it would be just a few setbacks. And it did take a while just to, yeah, be comfortable lifting my arm overhead like that, just just actually getting the range back was so long <laughs> compared to and then, you know, trying to get the strength back after that. But, um, yeah, I feel like as slow as it was at the start, yeah, around those seven, eight months it did start to, things started to click and, and come back a little bit easier. Yeah, I'd love to know any big, like, learnings, insights, 
Um, it could be over the last 12 weeks when we did Warrior Queen, or it could be if you want to zoom out more, you know, over the last year or so since, uh, since your shoulder surgery. Um, with the, like the challenge, I, it was more just, yeah, me learning to trust my shoulder again, which was a huge thing, but, um, just learning how to progress the movements as well, like playing with tempo and, and the rep ranges and, and adjusting things with that was really cool because it was something that I hadn't really played with a lot before and the tempos and things like that. And yeah, it did really show how much it worked and, (laughs) and you could see that progress over the, over the weeks, which was really cool. And that obviously keeps you motivated. Um, yeah, like I, I find myself excited when the tempo was gone on some of the squat move on the squat days. I was like, yes, I don't have to deal with the tempo. <laughs> um, but obviously they were, yeah, it was good to do those things and it was a, as was a challenge. Yeah, it's it came up a couple of times, I think, and I was actually having a conversation earlier today around the like the learning how to train you know we can even be we can specialize in something so for yourself you know you you did gymnastics you coach gymnastics you are on your hands like that's such a specialty to you but then when that gets taken away there's sometimes a gap of like okay well what else could I do and what does that look like and how do I how do I train that way like how do I progress and I think that's a it's a huge thing and I it's really cool that a lot of you took that away just to be able to see, okay, this is how we could structure 12 weeks. And this is how we could get stronger at the squat by doing more volume and tempo. And then slowly over time, we take the tempo away or less tempo when we do more intensity. And, and so I think that's a really cool thing. I think it's important. Um, I know Meg said on her call this morning, you know, she went to a gym and it was so busy and she couldn't do her proper program, but she wrote her own program. She made it up and she could yeah. have never have done that before. And so she's learned, she did Warrior Queen as well. She learned like the how of like, how do you structure that? And I think that's a, it's a really cool skill to to have. And I know that you do that, you know, you're doing that right now in your hand balancing from all your experience and you've worked with coaches before in the past for your hand balancing, you can structure a session and that must feel really cool. It must be a really cool skill to have thoughts on yeah. that. Yeah, I've, I, I'm, I've grown up coaching gymnastics, so I have got a little bit of that side of experience as well. And I have worked with coaches before and I've also sort of trained and written some programs for myself just very loosely but um yeah learning more into changing the tempos and changing the rep ranges and the reason why we do all those things yeah it was really interesting and yeah empowering that you can yeah know more about it and and yeah adjust your training if you need to and yeah it's it's really cool to learn those things as well Yeah, I feel the same about injuries. I never did (laughs) before, but I feel the same now. Like if you were to, if you happen to randomly and ironically slip and (laughs) do your shoulder again or do something, like you have the skill and the knowledge now to like rehab yourself back from that. Like that is... And that's a really cool thing to have. Not saying having shoulder surgery is cool and like injuring ourselves is cool, but... (laughs) the ex- if you if you pay attention and you get active in your rehab 
uh, you have got that skill for life. So Nicole will know how to rehab a shoulder. She could probably take that same kind of structure and do the same thing for, you know, her hip or her knee or whatever. And I think that's a cool skill to have as well. Yeah, definitely. And it's something I haven't experienced before. And now I definitely have. <laughs> yeah. So now I do know what to do. That's for sure. Yeah. Welcome to the injury world. <laughs> <laughs> I've had many. Um, all right. So I want to finish up by just asking for just some words of wisdom or advice. There's a lot of women out there that they feel really stuck when it comes to their training, uh, whether they have had an injury or they're in pain or, you know, whether they have some other goals, they there's just a lot of stuff out there and it can feel really hard. And so I just would love to know from you if you have any hot words of wisdom or advice. Um, yeah, definitely is is to get a coach as a few of the other warriors has, have said as well, but mainly just so that they can help you work around that injury rather than you not really knowing what to do and therefore being scared to try movement and yeah, it just, it helps so much having you to, to guide me in that space as well and um, just get moving again. It was so much better rather than just, I suppose, wallowing in that injury and focusing on what you couldn't do anymore or what you could do before, but rather than shifting the focus to what you can still do and what you, yeah, what other things you could learn at the same time um, whilst working around that. And it helps to progress it so much more when there's someone helping you through that process rather than, I suppose, just you doing a couple exercises that a physio gives you once a week or also it's having that structured program made such a difference as well, for sure. And then the other one was just to track that progress of recovery because um, at the time it feels so damn hard and it feels impossible and you feel like you won't ever get it back. So it just yeah filming it or taking photos it made such a difference because it's really cool to look back on now to see how far it has come and um yeah that made such a difference yeah you uh did a really cool little montage a really cool reel of like post-surgery to where you got to um you know a year after the surgery and it is really cool it's really inspiring to look at it being like oh I remember that when it was like yeah. I was in so much pain and I couldn't move my arm or tie my hair and now like look what I'm doing and yeah it's I think it's also a great reminder in case we find ourselves in a situation like that again where we feel a bit hopeless or we're being held back by some kind of pain or injury to look back and be like you know what you've done it before, like we can do it again. Here, watch this inspirational training <laughs> montage. <laughs> yeah, just having that evidence. And yeah, like I looked to other people who had been to a similar injury and to see that other people, you know, had come back to sport and things at the end made a big difference as well. Um, but yeah, just seeing, you know, if at the time you don't feel like you're progressing at all, you feel like it's stuck and it's not going to ever get back. But, you know, if you look at a video you did the week before and it's, and compared to one now or a month before, and you do actually see, oh, it has progressed, even if I don't actually feel like that. Yeah. Anything else? Um, I think that was really it. Yeah. Yeah. What are you excited about for in your in your training with your body? 
um, yeah, I'm excited to keep progressing um, the shoulder, obviously, and getting progressing my handstands, feeling more confident upside down and getting back to some of the skills I was doing before, um, along with continuing trying new skills with you. That I always love that when we start a new program and you throw a new exercise in there that I'm terrible at it to begin with, but <laughs> work towards getting better and and feeling comfortable in it. Um, yeah, just like like that challenge of trying something new, learning new skills. Um, and then I'm excited to train with you in person as well. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, we'll actually yeah. get to meet in person and train and hang out. Hang out with I other know. It's like four weeks away until we've got Confidently Ever After and we all get to be in a room together and we're going to train together and I get to touch them in real life. <laughs> not in a creepy way but I think like being a trainer for so long and being in an actual physical space you would know this as a coach Nicole as well with gymnastics like you're in the room and you get to like touch and correct and it's just it's something different when you get to be in that room with them and so Yeah. yeah I'm really excited to to come to Melbourne and and train yeah. with you all yeah, I can't wait. I've booked my flights. I'm ready to go. <laughs> They've all booked their flights. They're all ready to go. I'm organizing the last things for the event. It's going to be such a fun day. Yes. Can't wait. I want to thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation. Uh, it's a really important conversation around, I think, injury and pain uh, and not being afraid to still train. Uh, and so I'm sure it will resonate with a lot of women out there. Uh, so thanks so much, Nicole. Thanks for having me. It's been really fun. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another warrior woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, warrior woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.